This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I am Emily Wood from Wellington, Florida. And I'm Kayla Benny from Ocala, Florida. And you are listening to the monthly breeding and horse sales episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 26th. This episode is a special episode of Horses in the Morning every fourth Thursday of the month, brought to you by Total Equa Health. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, you made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning. That means it's time to talk sales and breeding. Uh, uh, Of horses, that is. Well, you heard her voice. Emily Woods, former host of The Jumper Show, is back again. We're going to talk about starting some young horses, some controversial theories around it. And then we're going to invite Kim Barone of Raven Ridge Farm on to chat about her sales and breeding program and her move to Wellington area of Florida from the Midwest. So tune in, guys. Emily, you are back. Yay, Kayla. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) So excited. And you saved the day. You got like the unicorn um, guest for for this episode. So I'm so excited to talk to her. Me too. I can't wait. And did I say her last name right? (laughs) uh, Yes. Um, Kim Barone. Okay. I did. I was like, oh no, I'm going to pull a Glenn. I don't know how to say this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I have a, some folks will know Kim Brunson is a established trainer in Texas and I have them both in my phone and (laughs) I knew the other one before Kim Barone. So I am a habitual offender of messing up, but yes, it's Kim Barone and everybody should know her name and her husband, (laughs) Andy Barone, because they're winning so much and selling and gosh, we're going to learn all about their extensive breeding program. But yes, I'm excited we could have them on too. Fantastic. So you, let's talk about you though. Let's, (laughs) how are, how are you? Still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Always surprise. (laughs) Yes. My doctors are all thrilled. Look at her go. Uh, I am good. I am, I am back, uh, working with the horses. Uh, it's slow as people with Lyme's disease know, or, you know, people with Lyme's there's up, ups and downs, Glenn, you know, firsthand yep. it's up, yeah, ups and downs. Sometimes you have bad days, but, uh, I've, I've been doing a lot more and consistently. I have been riding a little bit. I was going to say, I saw a yeah. picture of ears. And, and it was yeah. coming from behind the ears. So I, I was know. really excited. <laughs> I know. It's so, I, yes, finally, after two and a half, almost three years, I am. I'm, I've got some young horses and then some older doing it, ones that are for sale. Uh, so I can kind of flip flop in between them all. But I officially have to say that I'm riding, which is crazy. So exciting. I'm so excited for you. And you. I saw that you have a new addition. I do. Oh my goodness. She's so cute. This is so funny because, uh, 
she, I bred that beautiful gray mare. That's actually my profile picture on Facebook. She is my older Grand Prix horse. She now does uh, meter jumpers, still winning at like 21 years old, <laughs> which again, which we're going to get into young horse yep. development and, you know, timing and all of this and how that affects later in life. Yeah. But yeah, she's still winning. We did a flush and a surrogate mare and, um, I left her up there actually by you all at Peterson Smith. Uh, I left the surrogate up there for like six months because they the the baby wouldn't turn around and they couldn't uh just early on at whatever it is 60 day test or something and i'm like you know it's really important for me because i have to pick a name and all this and i would like some time so i leave her there extra long finally they're like okay it's a boy it's a boy so then like however many months more we're like it's a boy it's a boy she comes out of philly (laughs) <laughs> and everybody's like what is her name I'm like i have no idea i specifically did this whole process so that i would know the gender so i could pick the right name and like now there's a girl like what are we gonna do um but she's lovely she's by carla graziani's uh grand prix stallion arado m has cardento yost couple other lovelies in there uh but she's just she's just big and strong and and healthy and just such a pleasure she did kick me the first day when she was about six (laughs) hours old let me back up she was a terror the first couple days like my gosh she's fantastic she only mauled me once (laughs) she was other people are like she's really scary huh she's just a wild woman you know they're supposed to sleep a lot like yeah. at first and she was not into the sleeping she like came out and when she stood up she's like i'm up guys you she's coming like, in we're playing i've been in there for long enough <laughs> i know she was over it um so yeah she's she's growing big and you know how it goes it's we get a they're fun to watch not much to do for yep. the first couple of years um we'll wean her in a couple of months but she's i just couldn't be happier feel very blessed to have a good nice healthy baby nice straight legs now she has a reformed, better personality <laughs> that she's getting a little bit older. Um, it's so fun, though. Well, you know that I saw on your Facebook. You had a little baby. Did you breed the baby? There was somebody that you were jumping around courses and, and that you'd had since the foal. We did not breed the baby. So uh, I've been on to the regular horses in the morning and uh, talked about her briefly, but it's in four years. Um, <laughs> so we got this foal. She went viral because she had a, a little jumping video when she was like, I think two weeks old, three weeks old. They took her out to take pictures and they have this beautiful hedgerow that they take the pictures to help sell the foals. And she started jumping them. So the breeder of High Point Hanoverians, uh, Larissa, pulled out her phone and videoed it and posted it. Well, it blew up. And by the time we went and saw her, which was literally the next day, well, actually we didn't go to see her. We had already scheduled to go see a three-year-old that they had. Um, And because that's where my market is, is by the three-year-olds, develop them, move them on uh, a a couple years after. And Mm -hmm. so, and that's always been my mindset. No baby horses. It's too long of a wait. It's too long of a wait. But so we go and we're like, Hey, can we, that video that you, uh, you posted, I would love to just meet the foal. Well, my business partner is, you know, like 
walking along with me and they're like, actually, we need help bringing her in because the last time we brought her in and we didn't have enough people, she wrangled the other foal that they were turned out with and they ran off while we were holding the moms oh my God. and were in the shavings pile. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Climbing the, the mountain. So oh, and the, that's what they're saying. The moms were like throwing down, trying to get back to the babies. Oh yeah. And the babies are like, ha ha ha! This is so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, didn't know that like the views on that uh, post, and they kept getting shared and getting shared. Well, she went essentially viral for it, and we were just wanted to meet her. Well, she latched on to Dawn. And walked quietly right next to Dawn the whole way into the barn. And then, of course, so then we go look at the three-year-old. And I'm like, oh, I really like the three-year-old. And Dawn's like, I really like that baby horse. We're going to get oh that baby gosh. horse. And I was like, what are we going to do with a some odd week old baby that has to stay here until it's weaned? And then what are we going to do with it? And we shall uh, feed him for years, for <laughs> years and years and years. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, but it's so exciting. It's so, so exciting. So I've done everything with her, you know, uh-huh. from the picking up of the feet for the first time to we are finally we cantered down a line and put eight steps in, which was the correct amount. Uh-huh. And <laughs> And um, so I did a little funny TikTok video of like, you remember this fall and posted her little viral video. And then, uh, well, this is what she's doing now and her doing her little jump. And that was a, her set. That's her second time jumping under saddle. And it, she just gets Amazing. it, which I mean, she did tell us at a couple of weeks old that she, she already got it. And uh, she's, she's not sure. It. She's like, why are we jumping smaller than I did when I was a couple weeks old? Because that was amazing. These cross rails are tiny. <laughs> and so, what is she? I know she jumped and she jumped like, I, I mean, the I'm like a big nerd on bloodlines, and I just think you're gonna, if they're well bred, they're gonna jump super and they take right to it. They, yeah, they really love it. Yeah. So, she's by um, Cordemore. Nice. Um, and I don't know his lines too far back, um, but he he himself jumped around some 145s. His kind of MO was always to jump just high enough over everything, and you just kept putting it up, and he just kept jumping. Um, and I've known a couple of his uh, offspring, and they all are gorgeous. They know they're gorgeous, but they're just they're really nice in the bridle. They're very light in the mouth. Um, nice. And... And they're just very easy to ride and and everything. So, and her mom is dressage bred. So she's again nice in the bridle. She's got a nice head carriage, um, and she's very light on her feet. So I'm I'm obsessed with with Millie. So her name's Millie because she had a million views when we bought her. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, I think she's going to be really exciting. I think she's going to want to do a little of everything. Um, and she might actually make me dabble in the hunters, not like hunter hunters, but probably the derbies. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do that. And I think she would be the one to to do that. And then you're like me. We're, we're like the worst people to show up at the hunter. We like, <laughs> we like break whatever all their green eligibilities are. We break them all in the first yep. tour show. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever all that mumbo jumbo is, take me to the derby. Pretty much. I just want to go to the derby. And they're yeah. like, um, but <laughs> she's not for sale. Good. She's, oh, she's, well, that's good. so it, it, I can break all the rules. It's fine. 
So I'm a big advocate of that. Just going yeah. straight to therapy. <laughs> and what do you do? So she's four. I mean, I go slow with mine. I'm, I'm like, Oh my I god! Don't know. I'm so scared about reading articles and stuff. I get scared moving them too fast. I move like molasses. So yeah. Um, I I start my babies early on. Um, you know, kind of when they're early threes. I even started one, and people will be like, <gasps> at the end of his two year old year because it was for a client, but he was massive and he needed to do something. Um, and again, when I say started, I sat on him, mm-hmm. we walked around the arena, we took him on trail rides around the farm and I trotted all of five minutes, maybe collectively. Um, but he needed a job. He needed to funnel his energy. I waited yeah. a little bit longer with her. Um, but I did it on her. Um, I did a lot of free lunging in the round pen and just so that she would learn where her feet are and to be aware of where the human was in the the aspect of of working and to always keep an eye on on us and uh and then I chuck them back out and I don't look at them for a really long time and then bring them back in I did I brought her back in the end of her 3-year-old year or like the summer ish um did about 30 days and when I say 30 days I wrote her probably three times, maybe a week during those 30 days and then chucked her back out and then just brought her back in. And again, I only, she's four and I try to, um, Angela Barlar, who used to do, uh, had high point Hanoverians. She always said up to a certain age, you do the amount of their year. So like when they're three, do three days, when they're four, do four days five, five days. And then after five, you know, you kind of base it off of what they need. Some horses love just doing five days a week. Some horses need six. There's some psychos out there that probably should never have a day off, (laughs) but, but their, but their joints need those. So um, (laughs) I've also uh, heard people say you take the age of the horse. So if it's three, he gets two minutes for every year he is old of like actual con- concentration. So you have your warm up phase, your walk in your cool out phase. But if he's yeah. three, you're really only getting six minutes of like true, like gelling partnership, Yeah, you know, becoming one. And then it's blah, 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 then baby stuff. Yeah. That's and if they're four. You really only got eight minutes then going up. You, it's It's so targeted. It sounds like you do that though, because you're doing so much groundwork. Yeah, I do a lot of groundwork. And then, you know, even when I ride, you know, there's only about a concentration, like even with Millie, okay, I cantered that line, but I maybe was on her for like 15 minutes during that whole ride. You know, I I don't really, I hate grinding them, especially when they're young, because you lose their attention span. Ask, ask a kindergartner to go do calculus and see how well that works out for you when they then walk back and they have the crayon up their nose and (laughs) they're like I have to go potty I want nap time I'm hungry you know you it's not they're the the same yeah exactly yeah (laughs) so I'm like can you all get it together you're supposed to be for sale they're like can you get me more hay (laughs) I'm hungry yeah you're like oh and now I'm dirty yeah I want to go outside. I want to come inside. I don't like the flies. <laughs> it's a lot of I want yes. with baby horses. They yeah. they want, they want, they want. And you've uh, got to get them channeled. But yeah, it's fun. I'm with you. I, I love it. 
I can't wait to hear from Kim too, what she, her experience has been. I do know that she's done a, a large number, uh, but that's just, I, I love hearing from, from other people what, the, what they do with their babies. And I just, I'm always so interested in a lot of different ways that people do it. I mean, we have to yeah. funnel into the age groups, I guess you and I do primarily jumpers. So we have our five-year-olds and six-year-olds and all of this. Um, just... Yeah. And I do the young horse show series, which is That's slightly right. different than the Yousef stuff. I find some of the Yousef stuff, I mean, just some horses aren't, aren't ready for it, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, and so the young horse show series does it, you know, that one level below, um, which I find they still go to big venues, but it's a smaller field and the jumps are smaller. So it's, it's nicer for the, the babies that maybe need a little more time. Um, and cause not everyone's going to fall into the same, the same category. And then there are, there are the freaks of nature that are like one thirty is a cakewalk and others that need another year or two <laughs> and they're oh, all going to get yeah. there. But, but, uh, so we hope but, they're all going to get there. <laughs> yeah. That well, sounded yes. really, really positive. I'm, like, they are all going to get there. I don't know, Kayla. I don't know. There's two in my barn right now. I'm not sure. I, I used mean, to event. They will all get there. They'll all get there <laughs> up and over, baby. Cluck, cluck. Well, speaking of my can-do attitude, um, I introduced this new website that I have uh, to the listeners last month, but Emily, so I have this new website called total equa health. Um, and it's a website about health and wellness, um, in more of a natural form for both horse and rider. And I'm really excited about it. So you have to go check it out. We have a bunch of amazing supplements and, uh, skincare products, grooming products, etc. And, that's amazing. I have not heard of that. I'm I'm going to check it out. I'm all about more. I'm all about health, which is hard to tell. <laughs> it's just hard to tell. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm in, baby. I will check uh, it out. I love that. Well, for the listeners, are you interested in your horse's wellness? Do you know what is in the products that you feed and use on your horses? At Total EquiHealth, we have sought out and selected quality products that aid in their fitness and health and benefit their performance. The products we carry aren't just for the elite sport horse, but for every horse with a health-conscious owner. Be sure to check out our rider section as well. Check us out today at TotalEquiHealth.com. And for Total EquiHealth's Equidu Moment, our highlighted product this month, we have Genesis Green Supplement. This isn't your average greens, Emily, but it's the greens we don't think about eating. Spirulina, reishi mushroom, astragalus membranaceus, angelica senesis, and maca. Genesis is a 100% natural green supplement that boosts energy levels, mood, and it's very applicable for our breeding show, libido, and enhances <laughs> heart and circulatory health and immunity. So you get more energy and libido, less stress and fatigue, better mood and immunity. Find it in our shop rider under everyday health or in our new featured section. And I have to say, I'm actually taking it myself. Um, it's delicious because it comes in acai berry and 
I can say that I forgot to drink my coffee today. Um, I definitely have more energy to ride the eight to 10 horses that I have to do every day. Um, and I don't get as hungry throughout the day. It, it kind of holds my blood sugar level a little bit higher, which I love. Um, so I don't get as hangry. Uh, and my husband, my husband really loves that too. (laughs) And husbands get hangry. (laughs) I know all about that. I'm divorced. (laughs) Yeah, I'm divorced. <laughs> oh no, I'm joking. I mean, I'm not joking, but feed the but husbands. Like, feed the well. husbands. Yeah, feed the husbands. Feed the wives. Feed everyone. Uh, well, I guess we should get to our guest. And we have our guest, Kim Barone, now from Wellington, Florida, who runs Raven Ridge Show Stables with her husband Andy. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. We're so happy to have you. We're, we're excited to get to know more about your background. We see you in the Chronicle. We see articles. You've been winning. You've got always nice uh, hunters and jumpers. Had a lot of nice jumpers I've seen in the past. Won quite a bit. Uh, we can't wait to hear all about it. And breeding. She touches on all of our topics. And sales. <laughs> really, quite actually high volumes of sales last year. Uh, so we've got all of it. We're excited to hear from the very baby beginning. Yeah, I, I, we're in all sorts of different avenues of horses, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, literally. All of our topics. It's perfect. <laughs> You're our unicorn guest. I know. <laughs> One-stop shopping. <laughs> it is. And I, I didn't, you, you and I have gotten to know each other more as of recently. I've actually moved my horses over to Kim and Andy's place. It's lovely, lovely show stable, two fully dressed rings, beautiful round pen, nice footing. I mean, couldn't, couldn't be happier. I was so interested to hear your background. Um, if you could just fill us in a little bit on kind of how you got started and you're not from the East Coast. I'm like sort of like weird. Well, I guess East Coast people are like this. And I guess West Coast and wherever you're from, you like think everyone's from there. And then you get older and you're like, oh, <laughs> you're from like way out there. But yeah, tell us how you got started and, and where you're from. Not now that you're Wellington, but previously. So I grew up in Nebraska, of all places, and I actually, when I was a junior, I went to Harrisburg to do medal finals, and I was in the horse show office, and I am not exaggerating. Someone asked me if we had indoor plumbing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it actually is quite a nice horse community. Um, It's gotten so big that they actually hosted the World Cup finals. Uh, what, maybe four years ago? And they're hosting it again next year. So it's got a strong uh, hunter-jumper community. Uh, I grew up with uh, a focus in eventing, pony club, dressage, and hunter-jumper. Kind of every weekend we'd go somewhere else. So I have a lot of different backgrounds all kind of thrown together, but found in my mid teens that I really loved the hunter jumpers more than the other things. So it started to kind of focus more on that. And then somewhere along the way, fell in love with babies. I, I love starting babies. I loved breeding babies. I love petting babies, all, all the baby <laughs> things. Um, and so I kind of called it my hobby um, because it's difficult to, to make money in, in breeding horses. So we had my husband who owns the farm with, with us, with me. 
Um, we, we had a big client business. We did a lot of sales. We did a lot of our showing. So at that point we called our breeding, like my hobby and, and just learned kind of what, what our niche was with breeding and, and went with that. So yeah, that's 40 years. This was, yeah, I was going to say, when did you start your, your breeding? I, it's like a psychosis. I have it too. Um, so I, I fully understand, uh, but when, when did, when did you start? <laughs> so when were you diagnosed? Uh, my husband and I opened our farm up in Minnesota, which is where, where we really kind of had our business for many, many years. Um, in 2003, I believe. And gosh, I don't know. We started a little bit after that, maybe probably 2005, somewhere around there. And uh, I had a couple friends at Crooked Willow Farms, actually Matt Davis was somebody who was so amazing in helping to educate me on lines and, and someone who I would always call and, and ask questions about, um, you know, if I want to improve this and this mare or that, you know, what, who would I breed to? So he was so amazing and, and helping to educate me um, in the process. So I started small, but I did buy a couple of mares from Crooked Willow through Matt Davis at that time. And then I was hooked off and running like down the breeding hole. <laughs> now, did do you, you read primarily? Sorry, oh, go ahead. Nope. Go. You're going to ask that same question. Do you, same question. <laughs> what do you breed for? Jumpers, hunters, yeah. what's kind of so, your. We, you know, I, I, I did both. I had, um, for example, a Grand Prix mare that I showed, I bred her. So the goal when I bred her was to breed jumpers, uh, babies out of her. I had a mare that was a Cassini one daughter and she was really kind of ended up being like a foundation mare for me in that she had such an amazing brain and all of her babies and their babies had extraordinary brains. They were so smart, so trainable, so willing and very good sport horses. So if I bred them with a hunter in mind, they would be quiet. They'd have enough scope, but I'd try to improve the movement. And if I wanted to breed more on the jumper side, I could cross her with a jumper stallion and, and hopefully produce more of a jumper type. Um, it ended up that I really focused a lot on brain, uh, having that trainable, rideable, athletic horse that normal people could ride was really important to me. Um, I definitely didn't try to breed to go to the Olympics. To me, those horses are amazing. And uh, uh, so many breeders, I think, have those kind of hopes. I, I wanted the, the workers of the world. I wanted something that, that most people could ride, but also had enough quality to win at, at the A shows in whatever division they were best suited for. Well, if you breed for top, top level, that's such a minority market. And I mean, it's like the top 1%. If you're going to go, I'm going to breed an Olympic horse, then your market is 
so much harder to sell and selling babies in general is just really difficult because I find that like you have to wait at least four years to know exactly what you have or the idea of what you have. And then you've got to rely on good training after that. So exactly. what did you keep your babies or are you still breeding? Um, so we, I did sell all the broodmares before we moved to Florida. Um, unfortunately, the cost of, of feeding horses in Florida is, it's too cost prohibitive. It's so, so expensive. I did, yeah, I did have to sell my broodmares. I had, uh, I think five were pregnant the year I decided that we were going to start preparing to move here. So um, I, I think I sold five pregnant mares that year. And, oh, God. It was. I'm happy with all the homes that they got, but seeing some of those babies, I, I it's hard not to have a little bit of remorse. <laughs> they hit the ground, oh. and you're like, God, I really wish I had that one still. But you know, oh life, life changes. How many did you end up breeding? I I actually never sat down and counted. <laughs> I was, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, maybe somewhere in fifty. 50 to 60 babies we produced. We were between three and five a year for 10 or 15 years. Now, did you, did you keep them and then start them or did you try to sell them when they were still, you know, like uh, up to like two years old, three years old? I, you know, I think I would have been willing to sell them when they were young, but that is a really hard market to get into, especially yep. when you're in Minnesota. So I only sold uh, a couple went early, early on. Uh, generally, the kind of perfect time for me to sell them was when they were three or four years old. Um, every once in a while, I had one that I just like absolutely was in love with it in an emotional way, not necessarily the ones that I kept weren't necessarily the best, but for whatever reason, I was obsessed with them. <laughs> um, those ones I would usually keep well beyond when I should have and, and sell them maybe at six, seven. I actually still own one right now. She's out on lease. I think she's seven or eight and she is out of my Grand Prix mare. And I just adore her. I, I don't think I'll ever sell her. She's really special to me. So, um, but that three or four years old was kind of my hmm, best, best time for, as far as kind of knowing what they are, marketing them and trying to get them into their new next home, the best placement, I guess, for them at that point. And now, do you find it easy to sell that age? Because I find it kind of difficult at times because people, they don't always see the big picture. So you, it's a little hard. You're like, no, this horse, it's going to do this, this, and this. And they're like, I don't see it. Like they they can't, you almost have to paint the picture for them a little bit. Yeah, I think I think you're selling the dream and also you know, my market was very much tapped. A lot of people in the Midwest were, were wanting quality lines mm-hmm. and um, they could come to my farm. They could try and they could see them. They knew that I was going to re- represent them as honestly as, as I could. So um, a lot of times 
again, I'd, I'd get them started lightly and then I'd put some videos and pictures and stuff up and then people would call regularly. Hey, what do you have? I'm looking for this or I'm looking for that. And I could say, well, I like this one or I think that one. Um, and if, you know, if I didn't sell them, then I would just start to take them to the horse shows, usually as four-year-olds. You're a little rare like that because you see a lot of breeders and you see a lot of top show, a show barns. However, you did both. I mean, you were the biggest barn in your area and continue to have a large client base and lots of accolades in the rang hunters and jumpers did that possibly help had to have the market uh if you're posting you've got uh, amateurs and and previous clients calling in and interested in what you have because they trust you they know that you're out there showing and you know what it takes to be a top show horse yeah i think for sure that helped i, I was a lot more connected to the industry than a normal breeder would be um for sure, when I would stand at the in gate and someone would say, "Hey, I've got a client who doesn't have a lot of money. They were thinking about buying a young horse. What do you have?" That that I don't think most breeders have that. So for sure, that was useful, um, and and I enjoy it. I I like the when when you're riding and training a, a really young horse, every day is a a new first. Like, oh my god, I trotted for the first day, or I cantered for the first day. It's like these huge highs you get from from doing the first time of everything the first time they're at a horse show it's just so they're so much bigger the improvements than when you're working with a made horse you're like oh today they you know jumped that vertical better than yesterday (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one though because the other day I was telling uh a friend and I was like you know what I love babies and I love the like the sense of accomplishment of oh my god we cantered for the first time and he, they picked up the lead on the first try and sometimes it gives me more satisfaction than cantering down to a 145 oxer and like clearing it and being like yeah okay cool did that again right. but right. like right. getting on a baby and just getting the sense of like i did its first cross rail oh my god i don't know <laughs> it's a different it's such a to me it's like just everything is so uh, I don't know, monumentous. Oh my God, I did. And the first time you sit on them, you know, oh my God, I sat on this horse and it, and it trusted me and it did all the right things. That That is really rewarding. How did you, do you have a process, program process? I know like Spy Coast, don't they put their horses in the water? I thought that was so peculiar, but everybody has their own little different <laughs> thing. They, they start them in the water. I saw somebody, yes, at Spy Coast uh, up there and, and a bunch of other people. And believe it or not, I spoke to somebody else. Um, I swear to you, they start them on a nice slick patch of concrete so that the horse <laughs> will yeah. not, you know, kill like, everyone involved. Like, oh, kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how bad do you want not want me on your back? Like, are you willing to kill all of us um, in the process? Yes. If we're, had, if two, we're two going down, like we're all going down. <laughs> it's terrible. I was like, that's horrible. I mean, I don't even walk on concrete anyways. And y'all are hopping on the first two different people told me that. Uh, but how do you do it, Kim? You're still alive. So obviously you've done a good job. <laughs> I'm fascinated by this. this yeah. So I, I have over time kind of developed different 
you know, tried different things, done different ways. I actually started horses on the racetrack at one point when I was in college and I found what they did to be absolutely terrifying. But again, there's a lot of people that do this. They get on them in the stall for the first time. And I saw my life flash before my eyes when someone legged me up onto a yearling colt and it exploded before I had my leg over it. And I ended up on the ground in the stall with this thing bronching circles around me. I'm like, this is so scary. So I don't like to do anything that is that terrifying. I like to do a little bit of um, like light lunging, teach them how to lunge, put the bridle on, put the saddle on. That might be three or four days and, and kind of let them tell me what, what they need. But I do a lot of standing on the mounting block and slapping the tack, making all sorts of noise. And when they're bored with that, after a couple of days, I just climb on and then typically have someone lead me the first, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes. And then a lot of times that's my first ride. I don't do anything other than get a pony ride on said baby. Um, and then when I first start to actually ride them, I just buddy up with a quiet horse, have, uh, an assistant or another rider with another horse and have them trot. And I just follow. So I, I try to do it as, um, simply and within each horse's comfort zone, how quickly I progress, but I try to make them prepared for each step so that hypothetically nothing big happens. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, each horse is telling you at the speed, I guess, at which they can travel, which is kind of our next you know, debate that, that everybody has been talking about is when, when do we start these guys? When do we start jumping them? When do they start showing? Did you have a, a plan or it sounds like you kind of allowed each horse to tell you when they were ready? Well, generally speaking, I would, I'd start them when they were really early three-year-olds. And, and when I say start, I mean like what I described three or four days with tack on climb on them maybe three weeks of, um, walk, trot and canter. Usually by the third week I I can canter both directions in the ring. And then, and then I put them back in the field. Uh, I don't, I definitely don't like start them and keep going. Um, when I haven't had time to do that and I waited until much later in their three-year-old year, even their four-year-old year, I've started some at five and six. They, they're a lot, harder that those first couple weeks, they seem to be a lot more alarmed by the process. So I I felt like there was a lot less resistance and things were less stressful for the horse when I started them a little bit on the early side and, and didn't do much at all. I had really low expectations, climb on steer a little walk, trot, canter back out in the field. And then depending on if it was a hunter or a jumper, because I definitely had to go, I had to start the hunters earlier. The expectations of a four-year-old hunter are, I think, a little bit higher than the expectations of a four-year-old jumper to try to sell. So if it was a a four-year-old hunter at the end of their three-year-old year, I'd bring them back in, start working them. And then, you know, maybe November, I'd start popping over some little jumps 
so that as a four-year-old at the beginning of the four-year-old year, they were getting ready to start at least horse showing, going to a horse show and like, uh, schooling around, not necessarily having the horse show, but that was kind of the period where I sold the most of them was between late, late three-year-olds and into four-year-olds. The jumpers, That's- no one expects a four-year-old to have to horse show as a jumper. So you can go a lot, a lot slower. You can start jumping them when they're the spring of their four-year-old year, drag them to two horse shows. And then as five-year-olds, they can come out and do the jumpers. So I think it's a little different expectations from, from the two different disciplines. It is different. Yeah. And they just demand <clears throat> some different, different qualities and traits. And now after so many babies, you've moved on and have now, even though you still have a few of them, which I, I feel, I feel the same way about some of mine. I'm like, the idea was to sell them, but am I really going to? Maybe not. Um, but so now you're down here full time and uh, you guys are, are banging in the sales. Give us a little update on, on where Raven Ridge is right now, uh, business wise. Well, I think we're we're looking to rebuild our clientele business because when we moved to Florida, we we left you know a, a good business behind. Um, I had some amazing adults that were that have been very loyal and wonderful clients for a very long time that actually moved with us. So, I was super lucky to to have clients that moved with me. Um, but we're looking to to rebuild more more horses for horse showing. But as we haven't rebuilt that sector of our business yet, it actually gave us a lot of time to to do sales. I think when you have a huge clientele at the horse show, you don't have time as much time to do the sales. You're you're really busy at the ring. So this year we I spent a lot of time at the farm. So so anyway, um I, I had a lot of time to deal with, with sales. So we had uh, some people send us sale horses. We had some of our own. We had some client horses, and we were able to to really focus on that. Uh, we sold, I think the the number we came up with was seventeen during circuit. Which, again, if we'd have been at the horse show a lot, I don't think we would have been able to to concentrate as much on it as we did. So that portion of our business was was good. We also love having dry stall rentals like you and we have Christy Powers who has a bunch of little kids that are all just starting the horse show. So it's super, super fun to to have your business and her business at our farm to kind of watch all these different facets of the of the industry all kind of it's so true. I know and you you say you're very modest. I mean you guys are running a large business. I mean band is constantly winning the Grand Prix at Venice and placing at the big classes down here. You've got hunters jumping in derbies and clients. I mean, you all are sales. I mean, it's, it's a big business and, and you guys a can lot check of wheels. Out. That's a lot of it's wheels. It's a lot of wheels. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. I love being there too for the, for the same reason. You know, you can see the different, like you're saying, fast business, Christy with her ponies, you can see everything. Um, but you all are, are doing a great job and you guys can check them out there. You guys are very active on social media. Uh, which is hugely helpful. I am really need to buff up my game. You guys are on Insta, Facebook, Raven Ridge, HJ for Hunter Jumper, Raven Ridge 
com or what is your actual website? The website's ravenridgefarm.com. Farm.com. Yeah, you and, guys can, can check it out. And I uh, stalked your website, which is actually up to date, which is... I know. Very rare. Uh, you'd be amazed how many people we have on. And I'm like, so, and your website is this? And they're like, oh, we still have a website? Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm one of those unfortunate people. I would love <laughs> to take the credit for all of that. But I do have a a, a, a media person who is fantastic. It's McKinney, McKinney Media. And he helps guide that part of it because who has time? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound totally. like you. No, <laughs> you don't have the time. <laughs> but he does a really good job and, and he keeps everything current and um, he, he does a, a really good job. Fantastic. So I can't take credit for that part. <laughs> well, it's you're impressive though. You're just busy selling horses, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I know, really. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, Kim is an absolutely lovely person. I'm so glad that you lined her up. Isn't she great? And and like so such a wealth of information and has touched in all different areas of the sport, which I, we didn't even get to this. I feel bad Glenn's going to be upset, but Kim has a driving pony. Oh my gosh. Yes. And she, she literally that. does everything. Yeah, I know. Glenn's going to be so mad. We didn't even touch on it. We got all carried away with the babies and the other stuff. Um, but yes, she even has, I think it might be a mini. And she has a little cart and she drives, drives around Loxahatchee. <laughs> she, of course she, does she does. Literally everything. She's so oh great. Well, and she, I love how she just casually dropped. Oh, and like, we've only bred like, you know, like 50. I like know. 50 horses. And you're like, oh, only 50. <laughs> I know. Just a side hobby. I mean, she's she's so humble with the sales as well. I mean, she and her husband are are really running uh, quite a quite a business here in town. I mean, okay, so the number 17 doesn't sound like a a exorbitant amount, but if you condense it into circuit is three months. Yeah, that's a lot of horses within a three month period to to find matches for. Absolutely. And, and they yeah. have people that just call them because they have such a good reputation. I mean, my gosh, to have clients uproot and move from Minnesota to Wellington, uh, they have the same relationship with clients that didn't move. You know, their phone is yep. kind of always buzzing. People trust them. Uh, to love to have your phone always buzzing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I just want to put my phone down and not answer it. But, but then you miss a sale. So you don't do uh, that. <laughs> nope. Nope. You do not. You just keep going and going, especially on Mondays. Exactly. I love, I've mastered the art of posting trot and emailing or res responding back to, uh, to messages and I know it's naughty, but I'm like, I, I don't have time. I've got eight to ride. So you know what? This horse trots on a loose rein. It's fine. Do, 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 do. I, know. I think that's the only way you have to keep chipping away. It's like, you know, same like cleaning your house. Like don't yep. give it all for like one huge moment. One, yep. Yeah. Just chip, chip, chip away for sure. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh. Well, 
I am so happy that you were able to come back on and you're just so delightful to have on the show. And I think we should make it a regular thing. I mean, we don't need to commit now. We don't need to make it like serious, serious, but like sign in blood. I'm so down. I (laughs) I love chatting with you and and we we should chat in between shows uh, too, because we're, we've got, we're so like-minded, but also have different things to share, but I love it. I love coming on. Thank you for bringing me back. And, and it was just super informative. Our whole interview. I just feel like, wow. I know I have so many more questions. I didn't want to laugh. (laughs) I was like, Oh, Oh, and let's ask her this and let's ask her this. And I was like, okay, we need to, we need to wrap this up. But speaking of wrapping up, I guess we should, uh, we should sign out. So where can listeners find you? You all can find me on Facebook, Emily Wood. I am, I think, Emily Wood on Insta. As I said, (laughs) I'm one of those sad people, unlike Kim, who has all of her, uh, you know, uh, social media organized. Yeah, but I'm definitely on Facebook. Y'all can contact me there for horse sales, breeding, anything. And I will be building my website, Stella Farm. Look out. It'll be soon. That's exciting. And then if they want to buy a show shirt, where do they do that? Oh, yes, the side. That's my side hustle. S Equestrian, ECE Equestrian, co.com. Check it out. Happy to supply shirts, custom <laughs> shirts, and jackets. They are fabulous shirts, by the way. Kayla rocks them. So, I do. I love them. So, and you can find me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Uh, Selkuth Sport Horses. That's S E L C O U T H sporthorses.com. That's my Instagram handle, Kayla Benny for Facebook and uh, TikTok. And uh, yeah, I try to be cool. I try to be young and hip, but I'm really not. You're doing it, girl. <laughs> Listen to all that. I'm but young, you're winning. <laughs> I'm embarrassing is what I am, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my gosh. You can find the links to today's guests and show notes on horsesinthemorning.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search Horses in the Morning. And you can have all the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone or Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Thank you to our title sponsor, Total Equa Health. And remember, riding, like life, doesn't need to be perfect to be wonderful. Give your horse a pat after every ride. (laughs) 